0: What is going on, everybody? Happy Thursday night. Welcome to the final Eagles Weekly Report of 2021. I am Chip. That's Johnny. And that is Mike. We are your hosts with the most. Uh, here to wrap up what's been a very chaotic week here in you know the personal lives in the NFL world, in it's just it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week, and we wouldn't want to spend it anywhere else. Make sure you are. Liking, subscribing, sharing, especially trying to get over to our YouTube page. If you're watching this on uh, Twitter and you can't comment in, we've tried telling you Twitter sucks uh, (laughs) of commenting and being a part of the show. So you can go over to Facebook and YouTube to comment in. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Gentlemen, how we?
1: they're working on it.
0: Yeah.
2: Same answer you keep getting. They're working on it. Well, I know I Facebook is working
0: it. on having their own podcasting platform, so I'm sure it's not too long before Facebook chucks us off too. the Metapod, <laughs> like the
1: Metaverse, the Metapodcast Network. Yeah.
0: You'll only be able to watch our show with Oculus goggles, <laughs> which we have. So if all of a sudden you see me in the third dimension, you'll want the fourth. Dim- I don't know. I'm tired. Y'all. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Good,
2: going well yeah it's you know guys big week of football you know eagles are eight and seven yep on that you know got the washington football team and the thing is the the greatest thing this week is playoffs can be clinched this week playoffs playoffs. it's pretty remarkable starting two and five and all of a sudden now we're looking at a possible playoff berth and it's you know it's refreshing after a dreadful 2020 in terms of life and football and everything. Uh, Uh It's, it's looking pretty good right now for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it is. I mean, and it's,
0: it's interesting that you say that, you know, we can, we can clinch playoffs in a season where we didn't really, most of us didn't really consider playoffs to be an opportunity. Um, But things have definitely worked out. There hasn't been in the NFL, any clear cut superstar team. Um, No, even the top teams have their obvious and glaring flaws. But that's not what the Eagles are dealing with here. The Eagles are dealing with a team in Washington this week. And the reason why we don't have any guests on with us this week is we just we just had Rio on two weeks ago to talk about the Washington football team. So it's not like there's a lot of new information. Um, what it is is that we are going up against a Washington football team this weekend that is uh, struggling to find a football field on a weekly basis. I mean, they're a horrible football team right now. And you can talk about the COVID and you can talk about, you know, the, the benches being flown. You can talk about all those things. And I'm sure we will, but for them to go into Dallas and lose by a score of 56 to 14, tells you everything that you need to know about this franchise, that football is the very last thing that they care about. You know what that game reminded me of?
1: Do you remember Chip Kelly's last year, the Thanksgiving Day game against the oh. Lions? That's what that game reminded me of. Like you, you just, I'm watching it, and obviously, you know, there's some rooting interest there. I mean, not really. There's there's interest there because there are division rivals, both of them. But it's like you're watching it, and you're like, okay, guys, we we get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, it. it okay, you could do that against Washington. I want to see Dallas do that in the playoffs. No, I don't want to actually see Dallas do that in the playoffs. Let me rephrase that. I want to see if Dallas is capable of doing that in the playoffs. This is the same team that falls flat on its face every year sure. when it matters the most. You know, they're obnoxious fans. By the way, there's nothing worse than a, a Cowboys fan with a Delco accent.
0: And I'll, I've said it before and I've said it's just it again. I mean, it's just a lot of Delco. Like, I'm just... <laughs> And like, I know that's like three of our, our, our fan base and that's cool and all. Um, and you know, kudos to the right Delco, but some of these Delco guys, like it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't do it for me. You know, yeah, um, it's, it's shout out, shout out to quarantine Don, uh, Don saying, I don't think we could have asked for more than have meaningful games down the stretch to find out what this yeah, team it. could be. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's, I mean, that's exactly it. Quarantine Don, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, it's
1: is Don quarantining right Don now? Corning.
0: Don, Don <laughs> is one of the eight teachers from my building at last count that all have the vid.
1: <sighs> stay safe, uh, Don. Yeah, stay safe, <laughs> get better. <Stay> safe. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, you you look at this game on Sunday, and I, I wouldn't say it's clear-cut. Eagles are going to do what they did last time against them because Washington does – they are going to have guys back. Now, I still think the Eagles uh, are going to have a very good chance at – you know, winning this game now, they're going to land over Maryland, which most likely is going to be, um, you know, they're going to have a lot of Eagles fans there. So, you know, for, for sure. me, and I, I just look at Washington, I think one of their biggest losses is going to be a player who is on IR now, in Landon Collins. I think he was big, crucial when they moved him down the box. He was a, a big part. I know he had a couple of big plays. Uh, in that Eagles game on that Tuesday night, uh, he had that un- that interception that was a fluke interception. And then um, I did think he weird. also had – I think he um, it was was one that got the fumble as well. But he's going to be a huge loss for them. And I feel it, this is going to be interesting to see what the Eagles do, especially with the running back so, situation. So you know? here's my
0: concern with this game on Sunday. Washington is coming off not one, but two straight absolute slap downs, like just straight beat down beyond beatdowns. Um, And I struggle to think of a guy like Ron Rivera allowing his team to get beaten down for a third straight week. I think they have too much pride. I think that Ron Rivera is too good of a coach. I think that this team respects Ron Rivera too much to let him get beat down for a third straight week. And the That's- other thing that concerns me, is the fact that the team that we played two weeks ago is not the team that we're playing today on Sunday? It's that's it's uh, two one, totally different teams.
1: The second one concerns me, but I was actually thinking about your first point today, Chip, and my thought process there is: Do they have it? Do does the I almost called them the R word because I'm I'm sorry, everybody, I'm old. I'm just used to it. That's what I grew up with. Respectable cause. Native Americans, <laughs> Tecmo Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Uh, Mark Ripon <laughs> slinging it around. Anyway. um, I almost wonder, is this just a beaten team? Like, is this just a defeated team that, you know, you see these guys, like they're, they're thinking to themselves, get this right now, watching them play and their body language. And, you know, they have more fight on the bench than they do on the field. It reminds me a lot of our Eagles last year. Like I just, it got to a point in the season where there just felt like there was no hope and I just wanted the season to be over. And I'm never like that really. But that's what I see when I look at the Washington football team right now. Like, I don't know what, kind, but then it, it's a division game. So anything could happen. Hopefully something bad doesn't
2: happen. See, right. You, you look at Ron Rivera and I know they you are know, playing with pride and he's not a coach. That's going to let that, but if you look at his last year in Carolina, they were beaten, beaten pretty soundly a number of times until he was finally let go. Oh, yeah. So, you know, changing the culture in Washington and in everything that he's trying to do. I understand that, but I just don't think right now that's working because if you look at them as a whole, as a team, they're a beaten down team. Uh, there's no, no doubt about that. And if if you want to just look at the players that they're losing, I understand you're getting players back there, you know, they're not as decimated as they were that Tuesday night. But you know, you look at the injury report. You know, Antonio Gibson was limited and then he didn't practice. If he doesn't play, that's a big loss for them in that offense. You know, William Jackson is still not practicing. One of their starting corners. Is JD McKissick still on IR? I think I think they did place him on IR.
3: So then it was
2: he he was placed on IR two weeks ago. So you have Jonathan Williams and Wendell Smaller and Jared Patterson. And then Montez Sweat has been out the last two days with personal reasons. So um you know, you're, you're looking, and then uh, Sam Sam Cosme, who was their starting right tackle that Tuesday night, uh, went on the COVID list. So, uh, today, I, I believe. So, you know, they are going to be down, possibly down some some big player. Of course, I mentioned how Landon Collins went on IR um, as well. So, for me, you, you look at the Washington team, and they're going to be beat up. Um, I, I don't think they're going to, Eagles are going to blow them out. They're not going to be the way Dallas did to them. But um, I, th- I think that. Ron Rivera, the whole playing with pride. I understand that, but I just think they are so beaten down that, you know, he even said, you know, we're going to play Taylor Heineke, but Kyle Allen will get some run too. So they're playing both quarterbacks and what what are they really doing? What are they really? And that's, that's one of my big points
0: is the fact that we know that it's not an impossibility for Washington to make the playoffs. They, They can still do it. However, if you're already now playing the, well, Taylor Heineke is going to play, but also Kyle Allen's going to play, like you're, you're trying to make a decision for next year. It's whether it's in mean, the backup role, whether it's in the, you know, the starter role, either. you're making a decision for next year. You're not playing for any more this season. Like that was like last week when the Panthers went, well, Cam Newton's going to play, but Sam Darnold's going to play too. And now this week it's Sam Darnold's going to start. Yeah.
2: That, that, that.
0: PJ Walker. You can't go into New a
2: Carolina.
0: you can't go into a playoff competition yeah. with an unsureness at quarterback, an uncertainty at quarterback.
2: I, yeah, agree. I absolutely agree. So for, for them, it's just I really don't think they know what's going on over there. And I think the big thing here is you know what Adam says. You know, Boston's gotten game one will we'll be part of the offense Sunday. Take pressure off of Hertz. But the thing is, I don't know. You know, Jordan Howard limited. Uh, maybe he's progressing towards possibly playing, uh, which if he plays and he plays with that, you know, that raised shoulder pads and like almost like the, the uh, neck roll. I, I like that look for Jordan Howard. Big bad. Like there. Jay
1: Novacek back there. Yeah, man. <laughs> I
2: I like that. Or uh, Heath Sherman um, looking pretty good there. But uh, I think if, if Jordan Howard is not part of the offense on Sunday, and of course we already know Miles Sanders is out. Uh, so Miles right. Sanders will not be playing. And, you have Boston Scott, Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and then they did sign Carryon Johnson in the practice squad. Who, my opinion, that is who would be coming up and being the third back, um, just because right. of his size. So, wait, so, so let's let's talk about that for a second.
0: You're saying that Carryon Johnson comes up if Jordan Howard can't go.
2: They're going to bring a run, one running back up, whether it's Jason Huntley or if it's on Johnson. My opinion. Can you think Johnson that
0: it's going to be? You think it's going to be on Johnson over Huntley? even though Huntley's been at least with the practice squad all year.
2: Well, for for me Huntley he's not a big big back, you know. on Johnson is a little bit bigger and give he's not the same guy as a Jordan Howard, but he's still bigger than Gainwell and Boston Scott. So, if they really need to use him, but I don't know what they want to do because if they bring up Jason Huntley, Jason Huntley has has special teams capabilities. So, that could also mean if they bring up Huntley my feeling, if if Huntley comes up, the feeling that I have is he plays special teams, which gives Boston Scott a rest on special teams, which then you get more carries for Scott and Gainwell. If Carryon Johnson comes up, then you could see possibly maybe Carryon Johnson getting you know a little bit of a run, few carries here and there, and Boston Scott playing a little bit on special teams. So there is still some things to work out. Now, if Jordan Howard comes is plays, then you, you of course you don't really have to worry about any of that. But it's definitely a situation to watch because it's it's, it's it's crucial the run game is absolutely crucial and you know that's 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 the bread and butter of this offense right now
1: so just looking it up yeah Carry on Johnson 511 uh and Jason Huntley's 59193
0: so we're gonna you know, have so long, a lot of that small back right
1: yeah you know what I mean I, it, I'd rather just play Boston Scott over Jason Huntley to be completely honest. You know, Boston Scott, he's a thick dude as far as like lower half. He reminds me a lot of Maurice Jones, Drew. Just, you know, like that really short, small, compact frame. He
0: just Um, doesn't know how to get tackled.
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. Like, you know, they say that guys that small, they disappear because, you know, they. and I believe that. Yeah, I do too. Um, So yeah, I could see carry on getting some run, you know, Jordan Howard was back at practice. he limited, like you said before. So we'll see what happens there. I hope he can go. I, and I just hope that this doesn't tend to be a recurring thing for him because he missed what, – what was that, 2019? Yeah, that was six, the year that Miles was drafted. He missed so. like
2: six games, didn't he, Towards the end of the year? He yeah. missed a lot. And Especially then Changali, the end of this he,
1: yeah, almost ruined his career the next year.
2: So, yeah, so. Oh, God.
3: Yeah, I but,
1: mean, look, I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I think that, yes, the, the running game is going to be very integral – to what we do on Sunday because that's what we, our offense has been trending towards. But I'm actually more concerned at this point that because Miles Sanders is out because Jordan Howard is on the mend, we're going to go back to the let's throw the ball 25 to 30 times a game, which means Devonte Smith, Jalen Rager have to step up, which means Devonte Smith has to step up because while Jalen Rager is good for a punt return, he still hasn't done much in the way of the receiving game, and I still do not have faith in Dallas Goddard. Really, yeah. I don't. He had two out of the game. Look, the game that he played on Sunday, he had two really terrible drops, really terrible drops. And as soon as he if he does that early on, he tends to disappear. I think you're uh, you're trying to hold on to your. I am holding on to him because I still. Yes, he is a good tight end in this league. The
2: thing but is, he is you're, not you're holding on he's to not
0: what we're used to with the eliteness of our tight ends.
2: And your hand is like the size of scary movie, the little small hand. You ain't, you ain't got much left there you're holding on to. So take the strong hand. Yeah. Thank
1: <laughs> you're talking about elite tight ends. I think we should be we should be completely honest here. I think we over say how good Zacherts was. Zacherts was never a guy that could really stretch the field like Dallas Goddard True. can. Not as good of a blocker. However, however, where Zachary excelled and where he helped his team win a Super Bowl, we can't forget that he was always open in the middle of the field, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time he caught that ball, and it was almost always a first down. And he played through. I mean, he played with and a before that. And before
0: that, Brent, Brent Selleck Selling. did it for us. And Solid. before that, Chad Lewis did that for us. We are always used to having an absolutely consistent tight end play. So for I'll there be to be inconsistent tight end play is where I tend to not give Dallas Goddard the get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah.
1: Well, I completely agree. And there's a, Let's not forget Hertz did miss him in the back of the end zone wide open.
0: Right, But if you listen to what he said afterwards, okay, I understand the progression and I understand the reads and I understand all that and look that's that's okay that he missed that one. I, I can live with that.
1: Here's my thing with with depending on the play call, Hertz's progressions should go as follows: Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, or Dallas Goddard, Devonte Smith, because those are your two best receivers. And then third should be Quez Watkins, Fourth should be J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Fifth should be –
0: you know, you're talking about – I apologize. L.J. Smith as level.
2: L.J. Smith.
0: Glossed right over him. Uh, glossed over Jeff Thomason. Oh, hey, he played in the Super Bowl. Come
2: on, Chad Lewis. Yeah, you know, he got those.
0: We already said Chad. I know, But, but again, that's that's my point. You go. What was that one?
1: Jason Even Dunn. Even one
0: catch croon, right?
1: That's right. I forgot about him. Is this thing doing?
0: Exactly my point. Yep. Yeah, like, things Thank you things for everything. Appreciate that. So, <laughs> I, Chip, I, I, I said. I said the. Uh, I said the mystery word. It was Chrome. Everybody gets a free nothing. Um,
2: Chip, <laughs> I want to get. Play. I want to bounce this point off you. So, um, Dallas Goddard is on pace for 867 no. receiving no, no, yards. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. But uh, 867 receiving yards. The only if you look at Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz, those guys combined have only had three more years of more yards than that. If he gets that, he, he wind up get more than that. I guess like also those guys
0: also had a quarterback who was entrenched in the West Coast offense. Right? You had a that where it was an integral part when you had McNabb, and then even when you started switching around to the quarterbacks, but those are guys that played with one quarterback for a good chunk of the career. Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard could build that relationship. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. What I'm saying is is that right now, that relationship is not there. Right now, that relationship is not there with anybody. He doesn't have a safety net right now.
1: The problem I have with that, and I understand what you're saying, is and I agree with you, but it should be because last year, Jalen Hurts was the backup quarterback, Dallas Goddard was the backup tight end. Agreed, so Jalen agreed, Hurts agreed. He would have been throwing to Goddard. And then this year, Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback, and Dallas Goddard was splitting starting reps with Zach
0: Ertz. So I feel like the end. Except Ertz spent a lot of time injured last year, so Goddard had to get elevated. See, Goddard had his chance last year. To establish himself as a true, legitimate number one. I mean, hey, he's not going anywhere now, right? So he's not. And again, I don't want to spend the next, you know, 45 minutes just talking about how I don't, how I'm concerned that Dallas Goddard isn't there yet, because we could do that with a ton of guys. The guys that are not there yet, this was always supposed to be a developmental year, and they have developed into a team that is on the threshold of the playoffs going into this game. What potential things do you think could snag this team from
2: winning on Sunday? COVID. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's that's my, my, my first thing is, is that because I, I know they updated the protocols and the, the, the time that you're out and stuff like that. And I guess I was listening to one thing today that um, I think it was Ian Rappaport uh, was talking about. That I guess the, the I think it was on Pat McAfee's show talking about Carson Wentz that well he should, he'll be ready by Sunday because that's the five days, which to me made absolutely no sense because yeah, if exactly. he gets the positive and he and because he, he said about negative tests, he goes no nah, he'll be back.
1: But the five days is for
2: vaccinated players. That's what I thought.
1: And unvaccinated and unvaccinated. Is it unvaccinated now? Okay. Yes. So basically,
0: <laughs> what has happened as far as the whole COVID thing is, the everything was super strong, super stringent, and then. Because they saw Ian Book as the quarterback of the Saints, the CDC, (laughs) and the NFL went, enough. Enough. (laughs) Enough. Darwinism, do your best.
1: If you're worried about the Carson Wentz percentages and everything like that, he already hit the threshold. However, if they make the playoffs, it goes down to 70% of snaps. So right now you want the Colts to get in the playoffs, and we're good. We get our extra first-round draft pick. I have a question for you guys do you think Nick Sirianni should be in consideration for coach of the year?
2: Absolutely. All right. So
0: did you scroll down on my document? No, All right, you don't read it's it it. not my document. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take your question. I'm going to create a banner real quick because oh, yeah, I, I would I, like I to host to a quick segment called quick hits.
1: Do you need a sound drop for that? Should I make one? Give me
0: a sound drop real quick. Pick your best.
1: They do, right?
0: All right. So we're going to do a segment called Quick Hits, which 30 seconds or less, state your case on a very simple statement about the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, would you like to bring up the first quick hit that you already had mentioned?
1: But that's not first on the list, but I can start I know, off with but that. you
0: already said it, so say it.
1: Okay. And... Here we go. Yeah, so I think Nick Sirianni should at least be in consideration for Coach of the Year. He took what was just a completely back-asswards franchise. I mean, look, and the fact that he completely changed his coaching style midway through the season to take a team that was 4-11-1, And it looks like he's going to drag this team into the playoffs whether, whether they want to go or not. I mean, I think it's still going to be Bill Belichick that gets it because Bill Belichick, he needs to at least – be in consideration and i think he's done a better job than brandon staley because brandon staley was hinted a much better roster the next year and he was in
0: my opinion okay johnny you would already said yes but you got to back it up adam by the way said eagles are hoping for three wins this season and now we are a win away from the playoffs he is coach of the year johnny would oh, say true. you
2: you know you just have to look at the the culmination of the season and how it started and you start at you start at two and five and then, of course, everyone's calling for it. You know, it even goes back to his first press conference. And this guy isn't, he can't even talk in front of the camera. He can't even talk in front of the media. He's stuttering his words. How's, how's he going to lead a, you know, a locker room of grown men on the football field? And if you look at it, two and five, they they—they rattle off six out of the last eight games they've, they've, they've won. He's eight and seven on the cusp of making the playoffs. And you really, you look at what they've done. He's bu- he's building his offense around the strengths of his players. Like he said, he was gonna, and, you know, he needed a little bit of time to learn that, but honestly, there's no one really running away with year. There's no team that's undefeated. There's no team. That's, that's far and above everybody else, in my opinion. So I think for coach of year, He's got to definitely have consideration.
0: Yeah. Javier's saying the whole NFL predict the Eagles to be at maybe two wins at this point, doing much better than predicted. He should be in consideration for sure. So looking at some of these coaches, right? Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think so. Arthur Smith. No, John Harbaugh. No, Sean McDermott. No, Matt rule. No, Matt Nagy. No, Zach Taylor is a, maybe Zach Taylor has taken a team and made them into contenders. So I could see Taylor getting some Stefanski. No, I'm just going right down the list. Uh, McCarthy, no. No. Mike McCarthy will not be coach of the year. He's got a loaded roster. And if anything, they'll give it to you know Quinn, but they're not giving it to him. And Vic Bangio, no. Yeah. Dan Campbell, absolutely not. Matt LaFleur, again, that's one that you could give give it to just based on record. Um uh, I David Cully, no. Frank Reich, maybe.
2: I think A-B? Brian Flores has a better candidacy than Frank. I B- think
0: Brian Flores – I was going to say that. I think Brian Flores is a better. Uh, Daryl Bevel, a.k.a. Urban Meyer. That's going to be a no. Adam, as you no. typed it, stop it, sir. <laughs> um, he might be co-ed coach of the year. Co-ed coach of the year. Uh, Andy Reid now. Nah, he's already going to win everything else. Rick Basakia, whatever his name is, not Bissachia. Gruden. Uh, Brandon Staley you mentioned. Sean McVay, Brian Flores, Zimmer, Belichick, Payton, the judge – um, so I to mean, I'm looking at these lists,
1: what's that? To judge ain't getting it, man. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: You know, looking at that entire list, I, I agree with you guys. I don't see a place that any of these coaches are going to run away with this.
2: Yeah. And if you just look at it this way, too, if the Eagles went out, they're, they're 10 and seven. That's a pretty good candidacy to be 10 and seven after starting two and five. All right. So. We're going to keep
0: our quick hit section going now. All right. You guys can't look at it. I see, Mike, you're on the document. Close the document, sir. You can't preview a quick hit section. I'm not All right. At
2: it, so I'm I, I at
0: scrolled that. up. Quick so hits. So. Gotta love the Google Docs. Quick hits. Uh, Miles Sanders on the roster beyond 2022.
2: Basically, no. do they re up them? No.
1: Who, who are you starting with? Johnny. We'll start with Johnny.
2: I'll start. Uh, Harry Roseman doesn't extend running backs. Uh, I just don't see them extending him. I could see them possibly trading him in the offseason, uh especially if they draft a running back. They they could this class is actually pretty decent in terms of running backs. I could see them drafting uh somebody as well, but I you know, I could see him bringing back Jordan Howard and then you draft somebody, you have Kenny Gainwell, even Boston Scott. I I just if he plays out, he'll just go to free agency, but there is a possibility that a team may trade for him mike what you got
1: i'm going to say yes i think he fits the scheme. the scheme really well and i think how he has a chance here to extend a running back cheap which is what he will do because of lyle sanders's injury history um last couple games he's looked good the hand the fractured hand sucks what are you going to do it's one of those things i mean sure you
0: didn't want it to happen. I mean, but it's I not a like, lower body injury, which is what he's kind of known for. It's a broken bone. Like that could happen. You that know what I could happen. That's not an injury prone thing. That exactly. is a legitimately like an injury. It's not going to like wear and tear his knees down as you go. So, right. um, some comments yeah. only Mike says that Lafleur is the betting favorite on the coach of the year. I would, I, I would believe that. Uh, Adam says, no, he gets injured too much. Javier says, no, you barely pay running backs and, end injury prone running back at that. Adam says, why well, spend money when Kenny G is on the record contract?
1: Because For- Miles Sanders and Kenny G I know I want to say
0: record contract because I said Kenny G. Three, two,
1: <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. I like Kenneth Gamewell. Don't get me wrong. Um, seems like a great
0: team. Has not proven anything yet.
1: He's too small to be in every down back in the in the NFL. Don't sit here and be like, "Well, Brian Westbrook, d- d- d-
0: d- Kenneth Gamewell." He's not a Mark- Brian Westbrook. He's exactly. not a Darren Sproles.
1: Well, here's the thing: they see a guy who's five foot eight, and they're like, "Brian Westbrook, Eagles running back." He's going to be the like two completely different players. <clears throat> Westbrook had a nice build to him. Kenny, Kenneth Gamewell. I met him in person. By the way, I got his autograph on a mini helmet. He looks just like some dude that you walk around the mall with. That dude is tiny.
0: He is tiny. I believe it. Here. I love when he you stand when those guys stand good. next to Jordan Mylotta and they're like, "Hey, thanks for blocking." Sure, <laughs> <laughs> my no—I mean, big, big man, so he is. Look, I, I, I want to say yes, they would extend him. However, the injuries are a problem, and injuries are the running back position, and it's always injuries here. I think that he's got to be willing to go in next season and you know not go in demanding for contracts because. He hasn't put together a full season um, and then go from there. Next. I agree. Jalen Rager on the roster in 2022.
2: Um, I think he's going to be on the roster in, in 2022. Um, I, you know, I just, I understand the frustration. People just, you know, you're going to look at Justin Jefferson and just be frustrated. It's the same I'm not way even that- looking at that anymore. I, I know how bad it is. It's, under, it's understandable. I, I get frustrated watching him play. It, yeah. I think, you know, a confidence boost, hopefully. You know, a lot of people, you know, complain. I understand that. I just want him to be Nelson. I'll, I'll take Nelson Aguilar. And Nelson Aguilar was a heck, of a, a heck of a receiver for what he did for them. I know he struggled. I know he had his issues. But if you look at that Super Bowl year, what he did, and even 2018. He oh, finally you know, put it all together. He his confidence, and I think that's a big thing. If Jalen Rager could somehow get his confidence and get just get something back, I think he can be somewhat reliable.
1: Michael, say you, goes. Jalen Rager. I, I agree because somebody put their their head out there and to, to take that guy over Justin Jefferson. So you better believe how he's going to give this guy every chance to prove that how he was right. right. Yep. You know what we need. This is going to sound weird. Meant. Mentally, I'm not talking about on the field. We need more guys like JJ Orsega Whiteside. He took his demotion, took it like a man. He worked, he bulked up, he plays special teams. When called upon, he catches the ball. He's like, I'm just gonna do what my team needs me to do. That's what we need more of on this team. And more Quez Watkins.
0: <clears throat> so here's my concern why I have to say that Jalen Rager will not be on the team. Okay. You need, along with Devontae Smith, another possession receiver who can actually get open and catch the ball. Right? If you keep Jalen Rager, you have too many wide receivers, plus the influx of wide receivers that will be coming from the draft. That's going to happen. So you have a Quez Watkins already. You have a Devontae Smith. You've got a couple other project guys and guys like you know High Tower. Whiteside will be gone. I'm not, he's not even one of the questions. He will be gone. Um, Unless he converts to tight end, which, you know, fine, do that. Um, But what? You're going to also draft the guy with one of your three first-round draft picks and then put Jalen Rager as the four, as the three?
1: I don't think they draft a first-round wide receiver this year. I I think think they
0: actually
2: draft defense. Yeah. I think if they draft a the receiver, <laughs> He's it, defense. It, it'll be in the middle rounds. But I think they sign a veteran receiver, a big-bodied receiver that is a possession-type guy. So so same point then. You sign same a big-name guy. You sign. You go out and sign
0: a guy. Where is the reps for Jalen Raker?
2: Uh, you know, it's, it's – Put him in a slot. Yeah, I, I just don't then think – Then where are you going to Because
0: Quez has proven himself as a slot receiver.
1: It's one of those things where it, you know, this could be one of those times where something is forced upon the coach. We've seen it before. Play this guy because I said so.
0: Yeah. And again, I understand that. I'm just saying I don't see. Yeah, like Adam said, you know, three first round drafts plus a deep wide receiver class, please draft one. Javier saying he will be, might give Nelson Super Bowl season next year. First round, or you have to give him that chance. We have. Um, I'm no longer issuing will. Towards Jalen Rager, I am no longer comparing him to 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 Justin Jefferson. I know what Jalen Rager is as of December thirtieth of twenty twenty one. I just don't see a place for him on the, on this team. Fair yeah, they'll keep him for punt returns. Yeah, that that Julie, that's worked out so nicely outside of one punt return this season. Um, yeah, Greg Ward. We forgot about Greg Ward. Where is Greg Ward going to go? Greg Ward is still going to be on this team next year. Mm. I would. So say
2: that. yeah, that's.
0: I, I think, think I that as as he continues to be a gadgety player and have a lot of different uses, that makes Nick Sirianni want Nick Sirianni want to keep him over a guy like Jalen Rager.
2: Like said, I, "It's I like why buy a
0: knife when you can have a
2: utility knife." Listen, I I just don't think they give up on a first round wide right receiver that quickly. Um, they, they you're have, right, I'm sure, they, but they never have in the past. Um, I just. Don't think they're going going to. They didn't give up on Nelson Aguilar when he struggled mightily in mm-hmm. his first couple seasons. So I think they still give him a chance. I think they go out and they try and sign a big, you know, a veteran receiver um, in that in that you know receiver room. But uh, it's, I think it's it's good. it's going to be a fun off season because they're the team, and you and if you want to bring it up and talk about some of the younger guys who were starting to show a little bit of promise and. You know it's starting to be fun because you're starting to see um, the blossoming of some of these younger players. Johnny just disappeared
0: from our screen. I don't know how it happened. Um, oh, look, he has reemerged from the soil. Uh, all right, next quick hitter, uh, Devonte Smith. Does he hit a thousand yards? He is sitting at 821 right now. Yep, Mike, you're nodding. Go. I think so. I don't know what I have to
1: add to that, really. I, I think it's possible. You know what I mean? What does he need, like 180 yards between two games? So 90 yards a game.
0: 179, yep.
1: 179, there you go. I mean, he could he could get 120 this game, for all we know, especially with how banged up the Washington defense is.
2: Ah, uh, Johnny, Mr. Optimistic. I don't think he does, honestly, uh, because no. – my and, and the way that I think of it is
0: emotional if, damage. If,
2: if they if they win this week and they somehow clinch the playoff this week, next week he may not play as much. Ooh. That's the only reason that's I'm thinking that's a big not. point. So yeah. that's why and I, Sirianni I is definitely
0: not a guy that's gonna put guys in just to get stats. You can tell that right away. Yeah, so you know. That's an interesting take. Uh, Adam says yes. Javier says possible, probable, but he doubts it. Um, I don't think he does. I think that outside of outside of the Chiefs where he had 122 and the Chargers where he had 116, he's good for three catches, four or five catches on average, right around the 60, 70-yard mark. I don't see where he puts that together to get, you know, 179 yards over the next two weeks. Yeah. I was Especially a lot of in Dallas, when he's going country. against Stefan Diggs, yeah. not Stephon Diggs, um, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. A oh, different
1: no, I got to find this tweet for you then. Trayvon Diggs is actually not as good as you think he is.
0: Oh, yeah. I know he gives up a ton of yardage, but he just gets no. picks. Yeah. Yeah. First, there you go. Adam saying first play from scrimmage, 93 yard touchdown reception from Sunday. And then he said, Ian Bookett. Okay. Um, so there we go. The uh, the next quick hitter is: Do the Eagles make the playoffs this season? Don't all volunteer at once.
1: Well, I thought you were going to say who goes first.
2: Uh, Johnny. What was the question again? I hate this season. Right
0: this season, do yeah. they do what they need to do and make the playoffs? I believe so. Okay. I believe they do, Mike.
1: Yes, they do.
0: See, that's why. That's why it's a quick hit segment. Yes, 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 and then they make it to the Super Bowl. Jesus Christ! Oh.
1: Adam, yeah. I like you, but <laughs> I like you. Sights are set just a little high, there, buddy.
0: Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. Emotional? No. Um, I think they make the playoffs. I think they put up a good fight, but they do lose in their first round game, depending on who they play. I think there's some teams I think they could beat, though. I agree. And all you got to do is get into the dance. Exactly. I don't think they beat a team like Green Bay. I do not think they beat a team like Green Bay.
1: Um, Possible, but I feel like that's really unlikely.
0: I don't think they beat a team like Arizona, even. Uh, That athletic of a quarterback scares me. Yeah, but I think... With the way our linebackers play.
2: And yeah, how fired up is- Zach Ertz would be to play against his old team. Linebackers have been playing pretty well recently. So.
1: Why? Zach Ertz wishes he was still an eagle. He was wearing that one I eagle know. wristband.
0: Uh, I don't know I'm how things could shape up that up. we end up playing the Cowboys in the playoffs, but I'd love to play them and knock them out of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I, I want to get in. And if we're one and done, we're one and done. That's the difference with this season. I will root fiercely, um, but I'm going to temper expectations... With that being said, I do think they make the playoffs this season. Uh, two more, two more. Uh, Adam says, "How fitting it will it be when we beat Dallas Week 17 and then come back in the wild card game and smoke Dallas again?" Yeah, yes, indeed, we do. That I mean,
2: unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, that. unfortunately I, I would love that, but doing something like that and going to play them in the wild card game doesn't. Excuse me, two thousand nine vibes, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, thanks.
0: I hope they play Tampa. Sure. Let's play Tom Brady in the playoffs. That sounds like a bang up idea.
1: He's always an easy out in the playoffs.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have his receivers and sure. I'll play him, but not if he has. His. Yeah.
0: All right. Two left. Who is our leading rusher on Sunday? Mike, starting with you. Jalen by Hertz. yardage by yardage. Jalen hurts. Cause they, I, I saw in the
1: practice report that, um, his ankle no no limitations at practice so i you saw last week he said his ankle was fine that was a lie he was just saying what he had to say. <laughs> tell. by the way he was moving around there his ankle is not what it was a few weeks ago um so <laughs> <laughs> the most positive guy i know but um yeah i, I think it's him especially they're gonna they're, you know stuff's gonna break down they're gonna try to really limit the rushing game and think he takes off and it might not hey he could be he could be the leading rusher by a yard for all we
2: know so it might be more than one yard uh johnny what say you i'm gonna go boston scott Uh, i think boston scott will have uh have a a pretty good game um that's me saying that jordan howard will not play um at all yeah i think they may they may hold him out um in my opinion but i'm gonna go boston scott on this one
1: it could be a deal too if they're, You know, you're talking about preserving guys and stuff like that. Another thing, if they get up big and, you know, Jordan Howard was playing, they might just say, you just yeah. sit out the second half.
0: Yeah, but if they get up big, it's because of the run game. I don't oh, see Jalen Hurts sure. throwing it all over the field and getting tons and tons of passing touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's got to be Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to be. The leading rusher. He's going to average about. I'm going to say about 75 yards on uh, on Sunday, and that'll be enough. I had 81 um, in my head. I don't know why. There you go. Uh, I want to point out that JD's here right now. He's lit as fuck, and he is also turning into Gru um, from Minions because gold boards, right? Because all of a sudden spelling is difficult. <laughs> He's very good, right? He's turning into Borat. So and it hurts for Prezi. There you go. Uh, they have to start fast and get a big final quick hitter question as i'm sitting here watching the peach bowl is jalen hurts the quarterback beyond 2022 was this on here for me beyond 2022 meaning he's going to get next season i truly believe that he will be the starting quarterback at the philadelphia eagles next season as well he should be As well he should be. You know, literally, Gardner Minshew goes into Sirianni's office and says, hey, what can I do to get the job? And Sirianni says, sit your mustached ass down. The job is not for you, sir. Um, Sad. Hysterical. He is going to have 21 career starts. He's going to have a playoff start. He's going to have a Pro Bowl alternate birth, whatever you want to call it, and
1: Lane before a lot
0: of these guys are coming in. When 2022 season ends, not this season, next season ends, will Jalen Hurts sign some big-ass extension to be the long-term starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? Adam, it's not clickbait. That's what I'm asking. I know he's going to be this one and next season. I'm saying two seasons from now is he's still the quarterback. Man, Mike, start with you.
1: I Actually, can you bring up Adam's comment again real quick? Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you are listening on audio and you cannot see, Adam Max says, stop with the clickbait, chipper. Um, chipper. And when I see that, I want to say Chippa. No quarterback in this Get class back. is better than Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the future of this franchise. So from the film that I have watched, I could tell you right now, uh, Kenny Pickett and Carson Strong have definitely potential to be a better NFL pro style quarterback than Jalen hurts does. Uh, they just set their feet better. They drive the ball better. Their presence in the pocket is much better than Jalen Hurts's is, is a guy that runs like Jalen hurts should not have the ball strip sacked from behind him ever. And Jalen hurts is the future of this franchise. Um, I would feel more comfortable with that statement if Harry Roseman was not the weaselly little general manager of this team, because we thought the last guy was the face of this franchise and he ruined him. So what's to say that he won't completely ruin this guy, too? That being said, as much as, you know, Jalen Hurts has done a great job this year, I'll give him credit for what he has done. I uh <laughs> absolutely not. Um JD does did, not agree with you. That's fine. He could be wrong too. Um, I do think that this this uh, team would run better and this offense would run better with a different quarterback, a traditional pro style quarterback. That's that's my thoughts. So,
0: okay, Johnny, is Jalen Hurts the quarterback after the twenty twenty three Super Bowl? So, the twenty
2: twenty. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying there. Okay.
0: Because 2022, uh, 2023 season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So if they make the playoffs this year and then next year, if they're good enough and make the playoffs again. So basically back to back making the playoffs, I think it's a possibility he's the quarterback because mm. we, we, what it'll be is he'll have shown enough to be considered. They're gonna be able to put put pieces around him next year, whether that's free agency and the draft and to be able to you know restock the cupboard and to be able to help him in terms of getting him the playmakers uh, alongside the guys they have already. So to me, I think it is a good chance. I don't really like the quarterbacks in this class. Um, That's just my opinion on it. But, uh, you know, everyone has their opinions on, you know, different players. Yeah, I I mean, the quarterbacks
0: um, in this class are definitely not good enough to unseat Jalen Hurts this season.
2: They're just not. The thing is, last year, uh, all these quarterbacks that were drafted – And, you know, they've struggled and you're going to have that with with rookie quarterbacks and struggling quarterbacks. And, you know, for me, it's you look at a quarterback with the Chargers, you know, Justin, Justin Herbert is a heck of a player, is a heck of a player. He has players around him and Mike Williams and and Eckler and Keenan Allen and all these. And look, they're eight and seven. You know, you, you want to blame the quarterback for. When when they lose quarterback gets all the
0: blame when the team loses, and some of the blame when the team wins.
2: When they
1: win,
0: it's a
2: team game. The whole team did it. But my feeling is I think if they make the playoffs in back to back seasons, I think there's a really good chance that he's around that the after 2022. And I agree, there's a lot of there's
0: a there's a lot of things that he has to improve on, but like I've said on previous shows. I think Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy that will improve. His work ethic is extremely strong. The only guy out of who's the current college quarterback that I would be willing to see replace Jalen Hurts is Bryce Young, which means next season. The Eagles have to be absolutely dismal to even get in position to get a guy like Bryce Young, who will be the number one overall draft pick next offseason.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to be, they won't be picking that high.
0: And that's, and that's what I'm saying. So I think Jalen Hurts, if he continues to improve, yes, the arm strength, yes, the accuracy, yes, the decision-making, yes, the read progression, all of those things have to improve. Absolutely, absolutely. But... I just, you, we're sitting here in Philadelphia. You know that the, the conversation is always going to be about the guy playing quarterback. It's always going to go that way. Um, That's what it is. You know, just scrolling through. Yeah, they need to put the right pieces around him. So he's not just trying to force the ball into Devontae Smith. I agree. Arm strength and the footwork needs to improve. I agree. All these things I, I, I absolutely agree on.
1: Um, but also good good footwork and good hip placement. Helps with a, a poor arm. That being said, you know, Chip, that's a really loaded question because there's so very loaded. was like welcome, like, well, what do you think is going to happen in two years? Come on, yeah,
0: <laughs> no. exactly. All right, well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an Eagles-related final quick hit. I had one more for you on layaway. It's not typed up. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm on a lot of cold medicine, guys. Okay. Would. Hiring Doug Peterson as the next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars be the biggest mistake for Trevor Lawrence's development
2: as an NFL quarterback? I don't believe that would be a big mistake. How Mm. much worse can you be than Urban Meyer? No. No, because
1: look, like, let's not forget, you know, you're talking. So, Trevor Lawrence already had his first year. Look at what Carson Wentz did in his first and second years under Doug Peterson. I don't think it would be a mistake. You know, he's a guy, I, nothing but respect for Doug, got us a Super Bowl. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate that. Hope you're enjoying your year off from coaching. I think it would be a good thing for not just Trevor Lawrence, but for that organization as a whole. Guy that could come in there, do the right things, put the team on the right path. Even if he doesn't take them. He doesn't
0: develop players. He doesn't develop players. Carson Wentz regressed under Doug Peterson. Well, he got injured. Let's,
1: let's back that up a second because is it the head coach's job to develop players or is it the coordinators and the positional coaches job to develop the players? Because the head coach has to organize
0: everything. When you are a former NFL quarterback, just like my expectations of the wide receivers this year, even though he didn't play in the NFL, my expectations of the wide receivers was that much higher because you have a guy that played the position.
1: See, I, I think Look at how the team went when Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator, and when mm-hmm. Frank Reich was not the offensive coordinator. So you know, right? Had, when it
0: fell to just Doug, the regression was very visible.
1: They had Mike grow in there, and uh, yeah. that was Mike another. did not grow. It's
2: the thing is, it all depends on the staff he builds around him. That's what's going to be. That's going to be a bunch of his buddies. Well, we'll we'll see what happens, and that's what's going to see. You're going to see with Trevor Lawrence's progression is who they have that they build around him.
0: If Urban Meyer can make Tim Tebow look like a great quarterback, can he can make anyone into a great quarterback. Yes, but that's not the issue because Urban Meyer is long gone. Um, I personally think that Byron Leftwich would be the best decision for Jackson. I'd like
1: that. I'd like that a lot, actually. That's a good pick too.
0: I think that that would be an absolute genius, genius decision. Um, yeah, Eagles have regressed in Adam's opinion. First season without Deuce in the sideline. Yes, a former NFL running back coaching up the running backs.
2: Uh, I disagree with that because they're – I think the line is playing better.
3: mm, The line is playing better,
2: but you're going to have more uh, – I wouldn't say it's regressed. I like the way the running backs are playing. I understand the lines playing really well in Stoutland and everything on that end, but uh, my opinion, I don't really think that's great because –
0: I think that the offensive line right now is playing better than anything we've seen in Philadelphia in about a decade. Since the Super Bowl. Like, it's not even close. Before Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl year. Before the Super Bowl year. I do. I think this offensive line, you know, with a guy like Landon Dickerson, who is one of the best run blockers by PFF standards, run blockers, I think the fact that you have had your two tackles are absurdly good. You have a Hall of Fame center. So whoever's are playing your your right guard position, yes, it's important. You know, yes, we need to keep the same guy there. Uh, but for the most part, it's really hasn't been a huge problem. The offensive line, when focused on the running game, goes and hits people in the mouth. And all a running back has to do is just run the ball. Look at what's going on, even in Detroit. Detroit has a run heavy offense with a pretty good offensive line. And it doesn't matter who's back there, whether it's Swift, whether it's Kutztown University's own Craig Reynolds, it doesn't matter. Those running backs are getting 80, 90, 100 yards per game. I think the offensive line is what's actually providing an improvement to this run game. Uh,
2: That's my point. That's your point, and you're sticking with it. That, I know. Um, That's
0: my point. point. And this is another point. Ready for it?
1: It's time for the Mecca Locks of the Week.
0: Who's your lock? So,
1: that was a,
2: la- see,
0: that was a good point. See, it's a good yeah,
2: point. That's a good point. Last week, uh, our locks were were pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> was just, uh, just give me the locksmith award nail. Yeah. Well, I had Pittsburgh beating Kansas City, so that's pretty bad. Uh, um, all right, all right. So she- we
0: have to have a dis. Decide- so, Mike, you have to decide who wins the locksmith award here. I think it's
2: going to be you because you had the Chargers and 14 or more point win, and David Cully would be fired. So none yeah, of that, that happened.
1: You, you're the lock. You're we're calling the locksmith. I board. don't know.
0: You had the Steelers beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs and are they the went Chiefs. to a different. They went to a different time zone. It was so bad.
2: Well, I went. I went as for an upset. Basically, the Steelers beating the Chiefs. You literally took the favorite and said they were going to slap around Houston, and that did not happen.
0: So, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. All right, I'm, I'm. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take that L.
2: And also, I did make a statement last week that Cameron Malvo would have a tackle,
0: <laughs> and he did. Yeah,
2: you did. Was and it? And why he does that matter, over- Johnny? You? Because Ryan Kerrigan, he was playing for Ryan Kerrigan. And Ryan Kerrigan does not make many tackles.
1: Please cut him. Please. They're not going to do that. I know, but just
0: notice how ooh, notice how that wasn't even a quick hitter. Is Ryan Kerrigan going to finish out the season?
1: You know, when they put him on the COVID list, I was like, oh, I forgot he was still on the team.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So you leck a locks of the week. Quarantine Don is saying Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes combine for seven plus passing touchdowns. That is a really good one. Mm-hmm. That game is going to be a straight shootout. Um, I have not made, I have not made my official picks of the week yet. Me and the wife have not done the prediction show. We both have the vid up in here. I think we're going to try to muster some strength for tomorrow. So looking at these games, Uh, I think I'm going to go with an upset. Ooh, okay. I think that I am going to go with the Raiders beating the Colts by 10 points or more.
1: Are you determining whether or not Carson is playing or like...
0: I think it's irrelevant. I think there's too much distraction okay. in Indianapolis, and I think the Raiders managed to find a win here.
2: Okay. Not a bad one. All right, Mike, what's yours?
1: Yeah, also, I'm I'm looking at the slate of games, and the one that has me intrigued, I just really want to I wish there was a way I could watch that Giants-Bears game because that's going to be some bad football. Ew, it's going to be so bad. Um, But my, my luck... Is Devin Singletary rushes for over 120 yards and one touchdown against the Falcons.
2: Okay, okay, not a bad one.
1: Also, um, man, all those leagues I draft Zach Mawson, whew, he's done.
2: Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> help you there. Um, Post. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans upset the san francisco 49ers Ooh, okay you, all right trey lance gonna be starting this week it looks like yeah that's 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 a big uh reason that i'm going that way okay so all right so there you go uh
0: the weekly picks it got a little closer um over the past week where i had what was it, a six game lead going into last week yes so I was a very respectable ten and six this past week. So it was Jeff. JB was eight and eight. Johnny, you were thirteen and three this past weekend. Yeah, and I picked the stupid Saints. And you picked the stupid Saints.
2: So,
0: so with that being said, uh, Jeremy Bridges is in last place currently at one hundred forty-seven and ninety-three. Uh, Jeff has moved into second place at 149 and 91. Johnny is closing the gap at 152 and 88. And I'm holding a two game lead at 154 and 86. So uh, we are right now slated for a, a visit to the West end this weekend Uh, with COVID swirling around with me having it, but I'll be over and not uh, exposed by that point. Um, we're unsure at this point, whether we're still going to do the West end this week, we're talking to Jeff, the owner. Um, so we'll put our picks in right now and then we'll just repeat them on Sunday simply because we want to make sure that, you know, you guys who have been listening and watching and get to hear the official, all about the birds predictions for the Eagles and Washington. So Johnny, you shan't be there on Sunday, whether or not we are. So why don't you put your pick in first?
2: So looking at this game, um, I think the Eagles will get the victory. Uh, I just think they're going to be too much for Washington. You know, Washington's defense, yeah, they got some guys back, but they are depleted. Uh, They have some injury issues. They have some concerns. And I just don't think – I just don't think their offense is – you know, I know Taylor Heineke is playing and everything on that end, but I just think the Eagles will be able to take control of the game, uh, running the ball, and to be able to – uh, outscore Washington, and I'm going to go with the Eagles winning this game, 30 to 20. Solid, solid. Washington gets a late mm-hmm. touchdown to make it look closer than it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael,
1: yeah, um, I, I just don't really see the football team having a lot of fighting them here. Yeah, you know, I just think that they're a beaten down team. They want this season to end. I got the Birds 31 10.
0: Oh, big, big old beatdown! Third well, straight me, week of a SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I, I just think we're rolling right now, man, and I hope we I hope we keep rolling. So, let's go.
0: Julie says 27-14 uh, Eagles. I'm going to go with an Eagles victory. Uh, I'm going to go with a thirty to twenty-one victory. Thirty to twenty-one. I think. Look, like I said, Ron Rivera. I respect him a lot. I think that the the football team will put together some things. I do agree it's a late touchdown to get them to 21 to make it more respectable, but 30 to 21 is my prediction. Um, Our final segment tonight, we're, we're just going to talk about it for a couple minutes, is the NFL lost an absolute legend uh, this this past, what well, was yesterday, right? In uh, John Madden. Two days ago, I think, possibly. Two days ago? I
2: think 27. So, uh,
0: two days. so John Madden, who... Was the the voice of our generation growing up watching football, but before that he was a Super Bowl-winning coach. He was kind of the he was the face of football for some of these these younger guys. So I'm gonna play a quick clip that Johnny assembled, and then we're gonna talk about John Madden a little bit.
3: Before he became one of the most influential TV analysts of all time, it's really gonna hurt him in their offensive line. Madden reinvented himself with a career in television at CBS Sports. He quickly became known around the league for his engaging personality, flamboyant delivery, and his use of the telestrator. From 1979 to 2009, Madden worked for all four major American television networks and covered 11 Super Bowls. He never traveled by airplane due to anxiety from claustrophobia. Instead, Madden traveled in a tailor-made bus that became known as the Madden Cruiser.
1: first came together, I remember him sweating and thinking he was nervous about being on camera.
2: When we did the opening, I didn't realize at the time that he had such such fear of heights. He was so claustrophobic.
3: An unexpected twist in Madden's career came when Electronic Arts approached him about endorsing a new video game.
1: When we... First started out, it was even before the video games. It was a
3: computer game. Welcome to the Madden Championship Edition. The interactive obsession has since sold over 100 million copies worldwide and is still growing.
1: In your wildest dreams, we didn't expect it to be what
3: it is. The Pro Football Hall of Fame has recognized Madden twice. In 2002, he received the Pete Rozelle Radio Television Award, and four years later the Veterans Committee selected him for induction into the hall. Today feels like the second time in my life that I'm being carried off the shoulders of others. John Madden's connection with the NFL spanned more than 40 years, and his passion for the sport and the ability to simplify the complicated game of football are what define his legacy. His influence will continue to be felt for years to come. I have never worked a day in my life. I went from player to coach to a broadcaster, and I am the luckiest guy in the world.
0: So here's what I'll say. And again, Julio, exactly. RIP John Man, I am a frequent buyer of the Madden football game. I love, I mean, I used to play it back on Super Nintendo. Um, so like way, way, way back in the day. Or Super, was it Super NES? Yeah, Super NES. Um, I've never cared for him as an announcer simply because, man, i uh, I struggled with how distracting he was, and he seemed to hate the Eagles, which I learned only recently that he was drafted by the Eagles and what was it the fourteenth round of the draft. Um, so yeah, I, I love what he's done for football. I think that, you know his legacy will continue simply because of the Madden football game franchise um but definitely definitely a loss of a titan
2: for for me it's just you know learning the intricacies of the game learning you know a lot of like like it said in there this the simplicity of the game he made it the way he explained things and to me growing up you know Summerall and madden they were the pair and it was so great to listen to them and they just sucked you and i understand you know with the Telestrator and all that stuff, I, I love all that kind of stuff. I love explaining and just going into super detail um, about the game and about a play and everything on that aspect. Then he, when he went over to Monday Night Football, like I say he worked for all different networks, um, you know. But as a young kid, I love John Madden. I loved the games, you know. I learned so much playing the games, you know. And you know, he was he was a Titan and an absolute. I I think he was, in my opinion, the bet, the greatest. Color commentator that I had ever Listened to and I said I'm not Super old but You know right now Nobody compares to him No well that's true Yeah,
1: I, I agree and when him and Summerall stop broadcasting you know it's, We haven't really found that Replacement uh, Duo and it just kind of Stinks but um, You know hey you know to me I love I loved him as an announcer the games are Great Um Although I did love NFL 2K5. That was a fantastic football game, too. If anyone had that for Xbox, and remember that one with T.O. on the cover stretching out for it. Yeah, it was hard when I heard this. You know, it, it meant a lot to me growing up, watching the games. So always sucks mm-hmm. when you hear stuff about this or mm-hmm.
0: stuff like this. But time goes on, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Time goes on.
0: And as you know, what a wonderful segue into... This is the final weekly report of 2021 here for the All About the Birds and AAT Sports Network. We want to thank all of you wonderful listeners uh, who tune in each and every week with us. You know, we, we do this for you. We do this because of you. We do this a little bit for ourselves. Um, but we do appreciate uh, you guys always tuning in um, and helping and supporting and sponsoring and doing all those things. Speaking of sponsors, uh, going over the sponsor list, all these links are in the bio for the show. Statement games, fun, free twist on fantasy sports. We have the aatsportsnetwork.com sports slash shop where you can buy wonderful merchandise produced by us of our shows and the things that we do. Symbol.com, the stock market for sports, use the promo code AAT Sports when you sign up. La terrain luxury watches, use the code AAT Birds for checkout at 10% off. Uh funkbrewing.com, the official brewery of AAT birds and AAT sports. And of course, manscaped.com is partnered with AAT birds. Use the code AAT birds for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Your balls will thank you. Um, thank you. and we have been re-upped by them. So there'll be a new commercial forthcoming. Uh, we'll keep everybody up to date about whether or not we are indeed going to be at the West end this weekend due to some COVIDity issues. Um, right now I think the plan is yes, at least Mike and myself, uh, but we'll we'll let y'all know as we know things. Uh, gentlemen, anything to go before we go? No. Just what we usually say. Well, as Adam's saying to us, Happy New, Happy New Year to you two gentlemen. Happy New, Happy New Year to all of you fine folks listening out there in the intranet world. And as we end every show here on the All About the Birds and AAT Sports Network, go birds! Go birds.